Welcome to the New York Mandate podcast, where we take a look at the costs and consequences of New York's COVID-19 vaccine mandates. I'm Amy, and in this series, I'll be talking with people who have been directly affected by mandates about their perspectives and experiences. I am here today with uh, Matt on Zoom. He was a firefighter uh, with FDNY and has come up against the vaccine mandates. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Matt, because I, there's a lot that I don't know about your story. So uh, tell me what happened with the mandates in your life. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's nice to, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, my story is pretty much like everybody else's. Uh, the short story is, is there was, um, there came a mandate and I felt very strongly convicted um, to not take it and uh, didn't see uh, I didn't see the reason why I should take it. Um, and because of that, um, they put me on leave without pay initially. And then uh, shortly afterwards, I was fired. Um, and it's just the whole thing is just so ridiculous. Um, I mean, we worked during this whole pandemic. There was just the 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 hype of oh you got to get it, you got to get it wasn't matching what was actually going on in reality, and I have no problem sacrificing. I mean, you know that's like our like my job is to like put myself aside so I can help somebody else. So I have no problem, you know, it you know saying like you know learning and 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 saying like oh you know this is this is okay like you know if it means to keep my job but I knew um that the right thing to do was to not take this and there were a couple times where you know I was close to doing it and you know by the grace of God and like people in my life that were really trying to you know steer me in the right direction um I didn't take it and I'm very thankful that I didn't and uh it was wrong to be terminated because of that. Um, so without getting too much, you know, just down a rabbit hole, that's, that's pretty much where we're at right now. And, uh, so, yeah. When, when were you put on leave? Was that like October, 2021 when you were first put on? Yeah. So my last, yeah. So, um, my last tour in the firehouse was, I believe October 30th. Um, and the day after I was, you know, placed on leave without pay. So pretty much uh, starting from November, 2021. Um, that's when all that started. And then when did you get terminated? And so that the termination letter I received, um, I believe it was in March um, of, that would be 2022. So, um, Okay. Uh, so about five months or so, five and a half months, whatever it was on leave without pay, and then received a letter uh, stating I was terminated. Um, but the funny thing is, is now there's all this stuff when you go onto your employee self-service account. Apparently, I'm not terminated. I work for my agency as office of the city mayor, whatever the hell that is. So um, when when did you start seeing that? Well, um. I was first made aware of it by other people that are in the same situation that I'm in. They were like, you know, go check your ESS account for those who can still get on. They were like, see if it says, you know, office of the mayor, 
or you know something else just out of the ordinary and mine and actually my brother as well who also works for the fire department same thing both of us um you know work for the family office of the city mayor i've never uh you know been trained for this job i've never showed up to work so this is kind of just strange you know whatever it's very strange you've always been a firefighter working for the fire department <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah. I, well absolutely yeah i mean you know i i i'm a fire fireman my dad was a my uncle was a fireman my grandpa was a fireman um my dad's cousin was a firefighter so it's like a big thing for us you know like as far as not just being able to provide but purpose and enthusiasm that's you know you want people to not just you know it sucks you know getting you know having service you know customer service or you know any sort of civil servant you know show up and they're just like you know they're it's like they don't give a shit, but like, you know, this is a job that like myself and my family has loved since, you know, 1950s. And, and, and it really, uh, cause, cause my grandpa is a native New Yorker and, and when he got onto the fire department, th th that changed the trajectory of my family's, like we had money before that, you know, they, they were, they were poor. So the, the fire department has, is, uh, has served us just tremendous, tremendously well. And, you know, we've uh, just been very you know, blessed by it. And there's over a hundred years of, you know, city service time, you know, just from my family alone. Right, right. So then to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, to say, hey, you're not getting that, you know, this shot, you know, you know, beat it. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa time out. Especially in a city like New York, that's, that's very strange. When did you start working for the fire department? Um, 2016. Okay. I became an EMT first, and I was actually interested in doing EMS. Um, I wanted to become a paramedic. I thought it was just cool, the whole uh, volunteer fire department, nothing like that. So no background in, as far as just, you know, first responder, um, you know, stuff. And then I got into EMS and I liked it. I enjoyed it. And then shortly after the, you know, opportunity presented itself to become a fireman and I took it and I was very glad that I did at first. It was tough. It was a big change, big adjustment, but that's to be expected, but I'm so glad that I did it. Why? <laughs> um, I mean, that could be a whole conversation. I mean, just the sword answer is just, uh, I, I just love what I do. It's, I love, there's nothing about that job that I dislike. Um, I just, um, it, it's, a, it's a passion. It's, it's so much fun. And there's really no better feeling I get when I can help somebody out. And that's exactly what the job is about. And it's, it's exciting. I mean, I, I, I really, I just, I just love going to work. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not interested in, in doing anything else but this. And some people, they're like, well, you could be a firefighter somewhere else. And I'm like, no, this is, this is my city. This is the city that my, my family has worked in for again, over a hundred years. And this is where I want to be a fireman because I love this city. So, so what are you doing? So, so you were, tell me again, you were terminated when? March, this March. March. Okay. So, 
since March, you uh, you thought you were terminated, and then you had this weird status thing show up. But in any case, you can't go into work. Um, so what happened with you from there? What what happened after you were terminated? What were you able to do? Um, you know, just I, I mean, I haven't had a steady job since then. Um, a big part of you know what I've been doing is you know waiting on these lawsuits that have been going on. Um, because I, I firmly believe that um, we're going to get our jobs back. And that to me is the most important thing is just, I just want to go back to work. I'm not interested in, you know, you know, of course I want the truth to come out because it's not just about me. It's about everybody, every people deserve to know the truth. Um, but I just want to go back to doing what I love. That's it. You know, it's not, I, I don't care about being proved right or, you know, I just, just want to go back to work and I really don't understand why it, it's this complicated. Um, I mean, I, I do, but I just think it's very silly to put it lightly. Yeah. When you, when you say you want the truth to come out, uh, tell me more about that. What, what are you talking about exactly? Well, I mean, you know, from, from being there, um, you know, you get people that they can come at this, you know, whole COVID and vaccine mandate things from all sorts of angles. I'm, I'm sure you've heard, but people that were actually that like myself that had, that were there when all this stuff started and had works up until, up until then, if you were to tell me, you know, do you think you need a, a shot in order to be safe and keep others safe? I would say absolutely not. From what I physically saw, you know, and, and, and experienced, you know, what was my experience? Um, like I said, the, the narrative did not match what was actually going on. So what, what, um, was, what, what was actually going on in your experience? What was your, what did you see during the pandemic? There, I mean, and, and I can even go back to the very beginning, apparently when it was, you know, you know, apparently the most deadly and, you know, what have you. So I don't pretend to be an expert on this stuff. Like, like I said, I can just give you my personal experience and coming from a place that wants to do the most good, but also wants to do, you know, but also in doing the most good, I, you know, I, I want the truth to come out. So I don't, I don't just believe in following something just because something was said, you know, you gotta, you gotta think, you gotta think critically. And, and it, it's not about questioning authority. It's about, it's, it's, it's just about thinking. And, and not being a mindless, you know, robot saying, okay, if they say so, it's, it, it's not how it goes. So I, I believe your question was like, what was my experience during? Yeah. Yeah. What did, you're, you're saying that there was a difference between what you saw going on personally and what was presented, I guess, you know, like in the media or so what, what did you see that was different? Honestly, the, the, the most like, the best thing that I could say was, you know, we were, we were getting called to nursing homes more often. So it seemed like people in nursing homes were going and were, were dying at a, at a, at a faster rate. And, that, but, you know, and, but that's also, you know, to be expected, you know, we, we know that with any disease, usually the same groups are affected, the very old, the very young and people that have, you know, compromises to their immune system. So that's it. We didn't see people dropping dead on the street like they were saying, like, oh, my God, like, you know, like World War Z, you know, some some crazy, you know, Tom Cruise movie or whatever. This was 
we, we were getting called, like I said, to nursing homes and facilities similar to that um, at, at a higher rate. And then, you know, within a few weeks, that was it. That's, and I could tell, cause I, you know, I work in, you know, I was a fireman in Harlem. So that's one of the more busy areas, you know, Bronx, Harlem, you know, places like Brownsville, parts of Brooklyn. So being in a busier, you know, city company, you know, I believe my word goes a long way because I was there. Yeah. And I was, I was doing the work. I was going into the homes and I, I was physically there. So, were the how did how did things change uh, during the pandemic in terms of like what kinds of calls you were getting, what the kinds of work you were doing, what you were responding to, what, what was going on then? Well, like I said, the, the, the biggest the biggest thing, I mean, really nothing changed. You know, people, you know, we had to be more cautious, especially in the beginning about you know our PPE, which is uh, personal protection equipment, and just. You know, making sure that we have those, you know, barriers to protect ourselves and other people. And like I said, just older people were just dropping dead at a faster, higher rate. Mm -hmm. But it was only for, it was only for, excuse me, a couple of weeks that we noticed that and then it stopped. And that happens anyways, a lot of times, you know, when you get a bad flu season or a bad, whatever, cold season, these people are on their last you know, straw and whatever it is that, you know, kind of hits them next is just, it happens to be the thing that takes them out. So who even knows if, you know, I can't say for sure. Oh yeah. This is, you know, cause you can't see COVID, you know, but you know, I'm not a, you know, a scientist, so I don't know what it looks like, you know, under a mic, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's really, that's really it. Um, as far as like, um, our, you know, call types were changing a lot and, no, it, it was just really, it just nothing, nothing changed except that. And what is, you know, like for people who don't really know um, what you guys do, uh, you know, day to day, mm -hmm. you know, people understand that if there's a big fire, you show up and put it out and rescue people, right? But there's a lot of other stuff that you do. Um, and you're talking about responding to calls. What kind what is the, your work like just like typically when, you know, aside from putting out fires? <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, so I, I, I can't sit here and tell you that I know the blueprint of, you know, what the city decides, um, you know, when they decide to send, you know, an engine company or a ladder company. So I can't like, I can tell you just based on experience, we go to everything, like everything. Thing. I mean, when you when you think like, oh no, that won't happen, it happens. Um, so you know, we we're, we're like we really do it all. You know, fire fire duty, explosions, car accidents, water leaks. Um, you know, gas. You know, emissions. You know, emergency gas leaks. Um, you know, uh, incidents where people are trapped and you know stuck somewhere, caught up in something. I mean, there's really we go on so much that it's like pretty much when it's an emergency, you'll, you'll see a fire, your fire engine or a fire truck. Right. Um, I mean, you, you would be some, some of the, I could tell you some stuff I've been on that's comical, but that's, you know, it's the city, right? So, I mean, you know, 
Tell me one that's comical. <laughs> oh man. I mean, there, there's, and I, I don't know what the, the person who's calling says to this, because you, you could call and say, listen, I'm having trouble breathing. And then, you know, people show up or, or, you know, Hey, I, there's a, there's a fire. And then you walk in and it could be something completely different. So that's the thing is like, it's not until you get there that you know for sure what you're getting into, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, they're always telling us to, you know, the scene size up starts from the time you get, you know, the ticket till, till the time it's done because things change like this all the time. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you've gotten, we've gotten called to apartments where it's like, you know, my microwave isn't working and it's three in the morning and we're, you know, so yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. Right. And, uh, <laughs> You know, mental illness is, is, is a big thing too. So you call 911 or you pull the box, the boxes, you know, those things on the streets, the, the red, uh, you know, whatever you want, to, the, the red pieces of apparatus that, you know, you put, in the old days you used to pull them, but, you know, you can push them if you don't have a cell phone to, you know, get, yeah. you know, five department or cops. And so, oh, yeah, I mean, and, and another time too, I just remembered um, some lady, you know, pulled the box and she's like, I saw fire. And we're like, what? She's like, I saw fire. And like, I think she was like, just seeing somebody light their cigarette. Okay. <laughs> right. Or, you know, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it, it, it can actually really, it, it can really get funny. So I'm, and it's so easy for me to just go on about this. So I'll just <laughs> let you. Uh, so, so basically, basically any kind of emergency situation that doesn't involve a crime would, would be routed to you guys. As yeah, I mean, police. well, and, and even then so often, you know, like, like a domestic violence call, somebody's injured, like, we'll be there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're almost, most of the time, you know, you know, cops are, cops are there, or they're, you know, they're on their way that we work together so often. Right. So it's, yeah. So all this, all, this range of things that you usually do, that was all still going on during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, if you never, if you never turned on the radio or flipped the news on or went on social media, any, any sort of place to get the news, you would never know that there, that there was a, a pandemic. I mean, God's honest truth. You would have no idea. No, nothing, nothing was so evident that it was like, holy shit. Like it, it just was, it, it wasn't the case. And if it was, I, I would say so. What, what part of, you were working in Harlem during that time? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So when, when we did turn on the TV or the radio t- during, especially like early 2020, um, what we saw on TV was that, um, hospitals were being overrun um or overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by people who were ill um that there were constantly ambulances running that there were at some points um even morgues being set up in parking lots um outside of hospitals um that it was truly a, an emergency situation where we were at risk of having our medical and emergency systems overwhelmed. Were you you were also yeah. seeing that that story presented in the media, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm not like, I don't, I wasn't like constantly tuning into, you know, on, you know, daily to see like, you know, oh, how bad is it? And and the thing is too is, yeah, hospitals were being overrun, but you know, you can overrun a hospital anytime, and 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 you know, people could just go in there and say, I'm hurt. Does it actually mean that there's an emergency going on now? I don't know, but you, we could anybody can flood a hospital anytime, and you can get some cameras out there. And and say, oh, our hospital's being you know overrun. Now, d- is that is that the truth? Yeah, sure, the hospital's being overrun. But is it what they're saying it is? And I, I you know, so again, without getting you know saying too much. Um, but that's the thing too. City hospitals are always overrun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, right. That's to be expected. You know, like you know. Like, you know, when, when we have to, you know, when we have to, you know, walk up 20 flights, you know, with 100 pounds, I understand, you know, sometimes, you know, stuff like that happens, but it's like, it's a hospital. People go there when they're sick. And if it gets over overwhelmed, it's like, that's going to happen sometimes. Like, And I was just making, you know, the analogy of, you know, when we have to walk up 20 flights with 100 pounds, we're not like, oh, this isn't fair. You know, this is, it's like, get up there. We don't want to hear what, you, we don't want to hear you bitch. Like if there's sick people, take care of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I, I really never, I honestly, you know, of course I, I don't want to see people get, you know, uh, I don't want to see sick people and injured people. And, you know, my, my heart goes out when people get overwhelmed with work. I understand very much what, it's like to experience that daily, but it's like nobody wants to hear it because you need you need to buck up and and band together and 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 serve the city. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you didn't see anything happening on a scale. This is what you're saying. You didn't see a scale of emergency where it was out of control and our systems couldn't handle no. it. Yeah. No, I think I think Elmhurst. I, I, if I remember correctly, Elmhurst Hospital was like in the beginning, like the war zone. Mm-hmm. Like that's where the bodies were piling up. Um, I work right next to Harlem Hospital. Uh, from what I remember, it was nothing like that. So whatever was going on in Queens, um, I can't. You know, I wasn't. You know, everywhere around the city. You know, seeing all sorts of different. You know, different. You know, city hospitals, but. Um, you know, when I saw pictures on like the news of like, I think they had like trailers and it seemed like there was, I, from what I remember, they were saying there was like, bodies in the trailers against just because the bodies were piling up. Like, I didn't see that at work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who the heck knows what was going on in Elmer's hospital? I don't know. I, I think I was made aware, though, that because of, you know, they, you know, people who were getting sick and they wanted people to quarantine. I think what was happening was because they weren't getting early treatments some of these people they quarantined and they got so sick that by the time they got to the hospital it was like you're in really bad shape whereas if they you know you know were to have you know done some of this early treatment that we know works um now because i've gotten covid uh i think it would have been a different story when did you get covid Oh, when it first happened, my whole family got. How'd that go for you? Uh, I I just I remember I was sitting eating lunch one day and I was like, man, I can't really taste my lunch. This kind of sucks. I was eating something good too. 
<laughs> and I was like, and then I kind of connected the dots. I was like, oh, I get it. So, yeah, I went and uh, I, I don't know why I did this. So I'll think twice next time. I went and got tested. And it's like, dude, if you have COVID, then you have COVID. If you have so, who cares what it is? You're sick, you know? So, yeah. But apparently I got tested and I was like, oh, yeah, got COVID. So it's like, you know, a day, a day or two later. I, you know, I, I don't remember, you know, what it was. I, I felt a little shitty. My taste was gone and I was back to normal. That, and that was kind of the experience in, in your family, other people around you who got it too. They didn't have a, uh, too severe, a, an experience with it. No, no, no. Everybody pretty much had, you know, similar, um, similar experience. So, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, so where has this left you then? You, since you are no longer able to work for oh, DNY, what have you been up to? Oh, uh, wait, I just wanted to. I just wanted to also point out too that yeah, because I got sick in the very beginning, but then I also worked a whole year plus without getting sick and coming into contact plenty of times, and I never got sick, so. And it's been two years, whatever, three years since all this happened. And I've never got it again. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, basically, um, um, I haven't, um, you know, gotten uh, a steady job, you know, since then I've been doing, you know, a little stuff here and there, helping people out, you know, making some side change, um, but uh, I'm really believing that, you know, we're going to win and we're going to get our jobs back because we should. That's the right thing to do. So, um, yeah. You, you're you not a plaintiff in a lawsuit, but you're supporting the lawsuits. Is that? Well, there, there's one law, the, the lawsuit that um, that I'm a part of. It's it's like a brother case. It's, it's called New Yorkers for Religious Liberties. Mm hmm. There's the city of New York. So that's the one that I'm I'm in, along with, you know, many other people. Do you mean as a named plaintiff? Well, yeah, I, it's 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 just involving. Um, yeah, the, it's it's yeah, I guess I, I honestly forget all this like litigation terms. So the plaintiff is the one that's that's going into court, right? Yeah, the, the one that's, that's who, making the yeah. suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then I would be a plaintiff. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. So did you did you apply for a religious exemption or any kind of exemption? I did, yeah. And um, it was denied, you know, pretty quickly. And then they were like, oh, you can appeal it. And so, of course, appealed it and, you know, denied again. And I think if I remember it said something like, you know, you're placing, you know, people in an unnecessary, you know, risk mm -hmm. at an, at an unnecessary risk. And obviously it wasn't. So that was their reasoning. And that's, that was coming from the last thing when you appealed it initially, it went to this thing called the citywide panel, mm -hmm. which is just this, as you know, as we found out this basically, you know, thought of, you know, this makeshift, like, I mean, that must have went into, like, you know, a closet and thought of, thought of it in, like, you know, 10 minutes. Like, oh, let's create this thing. And, you know, we don't know exactly what it's going to be, but we know we're going to deny everybody except, like, 
right, the, the denial rate was like 98%, and it's nine people that decide your fate. And it's like, that's insane. It's like, I, don't, I shouldn't have to give you a, a reason why I believe what I believe. If I say, I don't want to do this because of my sincerely held religious beliefs, that's enough. And so, do you, yeah, do you, and, and that was that, that really was the reason why I did not take this vaccine. It has nothing to do with oh, whether I think it's necessary or not. I do plenty of stuff that I feel is not necessary, but I know it's the right thing to do. But I could not in good faith take this shot just so I could have the security of having my job. It goes against my principles. It goes against my faith. And in the end of the day, that's what matters. And that's what lasts. You know, you could have a career for 30 years, 40, 50, whatever, but you know, you know, there, there's stuff that outlasts that is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. Why, why does, why would taking the shot go against your principles and your religious beliefs? Well, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't like pretend to be an expert and, but it was just, it was, it was just this whole, like, just get the shot. Don't question us. Uh, oh, what's in the shot. Oh, don't worry. It's safe. It was just, it, it was how things were being presented. Um, never, and first of all, never in my lifetime have I ever been presented with, you know, do this mm. or, you know, or you're terminated. I mean, that's, that's like something out of like, you know, World War II, like Nazi Germany. And, you know, if, if I, you know, just lay down, you know, um, what I believe, you know, again, just for that temporary, you know, sense of security of having a paycheck, it's not, our, we, our decisions affect everybody. So it's not just about me. It's about, it's about people. And it's just, it's our, it's just our constitutional rights. And, and just, you know, I went back and forth a couple of times, like really considered just doing it. I was like, you know what? Because that's the thing is when, when fear, when you use fear as the driving force to get somebody to comply um, in the name of health, you know, right then and there that it's not about health because you wouldn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I thank God, you know, for the Holy spirit, because uh, right away when, um, when all this stuff was happening, I was getting that gut feeling that something's not right. And I, I still firmly believe that that something is not right. And I prayed many times, you know, should I, should I get this shot? Like, like I don't know what to do. I felt cornered. Mm -hmm. And I knew, I, I, I really felt God saying to me, don't get it. Went back, prayed again, you know. Same thing, just, you know, hold out, don't get it, hold out, don't get it. And um, that that's who I listen to, you know, first and foremost is I, I have to listen to God because, um, you know, he created me and created all things. And, and what he's, he, he knows the beginning to the end. So uh, I trust him first and foremost. And, and he's never led me astray. He's never um, led me in the wrong direction. And 
uh, why should this be any different, this, this circumstance? You know, it says, the Bible says to acknowledge him in all, all our ways and he'll direct our path. So when it says all your ways, it, it means, it literally means that all your ways and uh, getting an injection that you can't, you know, get out once you got inside you. <laughs> That's it. There you go. Mm-hmm. So this, this isn't just like, Hey, you know, you, you know, you want to, uh, you know, go see a ball game. It's like, uh, you know, if it sucks, then whatever, you know, then it's over. But this is once you get it, you got it. And that that's, that's scary. So did you, um, what, how did your, did this change your living situation? Did it change your, how did it change your life? Aside from not going into work? Well, I mean, it, well, yeah. And, and that's the big, that's the biggest thing. It's, you know, taking, you know, just, just to really highlight that, you know, taking, taking somebody's ability uh, to work away from them, especially when they love it is extremely cruel. That is the biggest thing, um, you know, taking the, someone's ability to work away from them is one of the cruelest things you can ever do. I, I was just giving the analogy of, you know, if you had a big dog, like a German shepherd that needs to get out and that needs to exercise and, and exert a lot of energy and you just cage it up, people would call that cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people need to work to earn a living. Um, so yeah, fi- you know, obviously we need money to live and you know, buy food and pay rent and all this stuff, but you also need to work for a living because it gives you purpose because people that don't have a purpose and that have too much time on their hands, it's never good. So that, that is extremely important uh, because you, you, could, you could tell me right now, hey, we'll give you a hundred thousand, like really, you, you know, we'll give you a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Just, you know, a, a number like that for the, for every, every year for the rest of your life, but you can't go back to work. I would say, no, I want to go back to work. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not, it, there's a bigger picture. So, yeah, I mean, immediately, you know, my, my, I lost my income uh, and, you know, you can't buy food. You can't, um, you know, obviously, you know, you have, you know, people in your life to help you out. So I'm not starving. Obviously I'm not, you know, you know, I'm still alive, but, um, you know, that, that places an unnecessary burden on everybody else. Now, now people have to help you when you're well-bodied, able, you know, person that can, that can work. Why should, mm-hmm. why should my family have to you know all of a sudden, you know, it, it's just, they shouldn't have to do that. So. Did you try to collect unemployment? Yes. Did, were you able and, to get um, um, that? That's, it's, it's still kind of fuzzy, like what, what's going on with that. Um, but, you know, the, the big thing is, is um, that they're denying people, um, you know, when they ask them, like, you know, why are you, you know, terminated? And then they, Sorry. Uh, then, they, then they say, you know, oh, it was because I, you know, I didn't get the vaccine, and they like deny you right there. So, uh, yeah. The unemployment office, or whoever you're talking to from that service. Yeah. Okay. Um, and what about medical care? You probably lost your health insurance. There, that that's been extremely um, inconsistent across the board. Some people they went on leave without pay. 
Um, but they said that they would retain their benefits. And some people, they did. Uh, myself, it was like I was dropped immediately from, you know, all my health insurance. And um, and I was like, what the hell? Like, I, I, they told me that I would retain it, you know, I, you know while I was on health. You're, you're, you're saying even when you were on leave without pay before you were terminated, they dropped your health insurance? Yes. Right away. Yeah. Wow. Were you able to get some kind of, um, I don't know, New York State, Medicaid, something else to replace that or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you try to or, or is that something that you were able to do? No, I, I didn't. Um, I didn't try and do, you know, I, I don't have, uh, you know, a family or like, you know, small children. So it wasn't mm -hmm. um, immediate like, oh, you know, I got to get on this right now. Um, and, you know, and I'm healthy. Um so it wasn't, you know, at the forefront of my mind and um, so I, I didn't even try. Yeah. What about things like, you know, retirement and other any other kinds of benefits that you had with your job? What happened to all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I've obviously only been with the city for a short while, so I'm nowhere near retirement. But I, I would be getting letters from, you know, the city and, you know, saying, hey, if you've retired, because, um, you know, they don't communicate with, you know, you know, the agencies. Um, so I'm getting like, you know, letters from like, you know, nicers and all these different, you know, you know, if you, if you've retired and you want to, you know, and it's like, I didn't even, you know, I, I just got the bullet points from them and, you know, basically I'm not with them anymore. And so, yeah, um, it was just like, just ridiculous. Just having like all these letters, you know, saying that, you know, you're no longer with us and, you know, like, did you retire? <laughs> and I'm like, no, yeah. obviously yeah. You know, can't retire with five, you know, four or five, you know, three, four, you know, whatever years you have. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I know that you're, you're kind of, um, waiting for the legal cases to proceed and seeing what will happen with that and yeah. pinning your hopes on that. Um, but how that can take a long time. Um, mm. it could be decided not in your favor what what do you consider going forward well like specifically just like as like specifically like what like what i would do for a job next or yeah like what if they if you don't get your job back if if the mm -hmm. legal things don't pan out if the lawsuits don't pan out um are not decided in your favor where do you, where do you go from there have you thought about what your options would be um, I mean, like I said, there's really nothing I'm, else I'm interested in doing. Um, that doesn't mean I would, I wouldn't be able to find something that I would enjoy doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's, I, I would, you know, first have to, uh, you know, just start doing something quick just to get some money. And then it's, do I want, you know, it's like the questions, you know, we all ask ourselves before we get into our careers. It's like, well, what do you want to do with your life? Now it's like, I'm going to have to like, maybe possibly do that again. It's like, I don't know, you know, I don't know what, you know, I've been, you know, I don't have experience, you know, doing other stuff except, you know, emergency work. Mm -hmm. So basically your so, option would be to do that work somewhere else where there was no mandate. Uh, it's, it's not so easy. I mean, um, you know, like even like Westchester County, right. That has paid emergency services, you know, fire department, police, EMS, um, you have to be a resident. 
So it's not so easy. And I live upstate New York and there's no paid, I mean, you, you know, there's paid EMS, but, um, you know, why would I, you know, so that would be one of the things or, you know, the police department. Um, but as far as, you know, a paid fire department, um, those aren't as common as I enjoy working with my hands and physical hard labor is something I enjoy doing, but I also like music, you know, so it's kind of hard to say. Mm -hmm. Did you live, did you live upstate? I'm not sure how far away you are. Did, did you live up there when you were working in Harlem or? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you were able to like commute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, um, do you, so you're, you live outside of the city, you worked in the city. Um, when you talk to people about what's going on with this situation, what's your take on people's level of awareness, their, their point of view about it? Uh, you, maybe you get, um, a point of view from kind of all over the place in, in, in the city and outside of it. What, what's your perception of how and whether people are understanding this issue? Yeah, so pretty much the rest of the country and the rest, rest of the world, um, aside from a few select cities, uh, New York being one of them, they've dropped these mandates. They know that they're ridiculous. They don't work. You still get COVID. Um, and they're just, they're, it's, it's tyrannical. So um, most of the people, um, especially living upstate, don't work in the city. Um, so they're just like, oh, you know, oh my God, like, you know, that's terrible. But like, you know, they really, you know, unless you're in that situation, you really don't understand um, until you actually lose your job. So, and the men and women that were old enough, um, you know, in their city time, they got out. I mean, they're leaving in the masses. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, there are plenty of, you know, people that, you know, you know, some city workers that do live upstate and you'll see them in the typical places, you know, the bars, the taverns, and they're like, yeah, you know, I got out as soon as I can. And, um, and it's just a shame. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, um, select cities, uh, New York being one of them, I think Seattle, Los Angeles, they're still, you know, mandate crazy. Um, so if, if you don't live there or work there, then you really, you really don't understand. So, but everywhere else it's, you know, surrounding areas of New York city, Westchester, um, they didn't have mandates. Why? I mean, they're right next to the city. Why, you know, well, Yonkers, you know, you know, you know, White Plains, New Rochelle, they, they don't have mandates. I even heard that these, that emergency workers working in areas like that, they got bonuses for working during the pandemic. Well, we got placed on leave without pay. They were like, thanks for your, you know, for your service, but, but you know, and it's like, dude, <laughs> Did you go to the parade? <laughs> uh, what parade? The, the, um, the parade that de Blasio threw for you guys, for the essential workers. You know, I, I totally forgot about that. That must've been sometime, you know, towards the beginning, right? I, I guess it was, um, the summer after maybe it was summer 2021. There was a big yeah, so, for all of the essential workers. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we believe behavior. So if, if, if I say, you know, you know, I, I really like you, I'd never hurt you. But then, you know, I keep, you know, punching you. It's like your words really don't hold any water. So, yeah, it's it's a stunt. So I, I might have been working. So I don't remember. But no, I wasn't there. Um, do you do you talk to people that you uh, were working with before? Do you hear anything about how things have changed after the, the mandates came down for people who are still on the job? You know, I, I've been out of work for, you know, nine, 10 months now. So um, I don't know, you know, too, too much. Um, I do keep in touch with some people sometimes and, you know, they regret getting the shot. Um, because the thing is, ultimately, time is going to tell, right? Um, you know, if this is really safe or not. And um, we're beginning to even find out, you know, even before then that it's so safe after all. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to, you know, you know, report there. Um, but but there were a lot of people that you talked to still who regret their decision to comply. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the only reason, um, you know, some people, you know, because of the position that they were put in financially, uh, you know, when, like I said, when you have, you know, somebody putting, you know, you know, saying, you know, take the shot or, you know, lose your job. It's like, when has that ever happened in, in the United States of America? I mean, that, that's, that's really scary. So yeah, I mean, it wasn't, you know, too long after those rallies, you know, about a week later, and it's like, everybody got them. I mean, there, there, there were there were some, you know, you know, some stragglers, you know, you know, it took people, you know, a few weeks, maybe in a, even a few months, but, you know, then they started, you know, getting it. And uh, I understand, you know, the temptation and, you know, just the uh, being cornered, you know, why, you know, I, I, I get it, and I don't, like, fault anybody for it, but... Uh, so, yeah. How did you feel about your union's response? Um, you know, that's, you know, it would be really easy for me to, you know, you know, sit here and just, you know, bash them all day long and, you know, whatever. I mean, did they put up a fight? No. Um, they basically said, like, listen, this isn't, I mean, this is really what they said. They said, this is not going away. And if you care to be a New York City fireman, be on this job, then you're going to have to get it. And it's like, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's the, uh, you know, big, bad, tough, you know, representation, you know, we have as, you know, I mean, everybody around the world knows who we are, right? You know, New York City firemen, like those are, you know, tough, brave men and women. Uh, so their union must be very tough, right? And it's like. They were just like, yeah, you got to get it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, like, honestly, like nobody had, it's like nobody had a set and was like, no, there was just no backbone. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, really, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a little disturbing actually. Cause it's like, again, it's not, it's not, this goes beyond, this is about principles now. This is like, well, well like if you're going to do that, you know, what, what makes me think that, well, when you're in, a, when you're in another position, that's, you know, 
where the pressure is on and the heat's on that you're not just going to fold and say, oh, I'm scared. That's fucking part of life. You're going to get scared and you're going to have to do stuff that you don't want to do, but like, do it. Like, even if that means, you know, even if that means losing your job, like, you got, you, you got to think beyond yourself. I mean, I, I, <laughs> so, but that's just, you know, that's just, you know, again, not, not everybody's like this, you know, and I'm sure that there were people that I'm unaware of that really tried to, you know, you know, do the right thing and stick up. And, you know, I, I you know, even in my firehouse, you know, the union delegates in my house are, are good. And, and they, they put in a lot of extra work outside the firehouse to, to keep us updated and to keep us in the loop about, you know, what goes on, you know, with our union. So there are those people out there, but um, this was, this, there, there wasn't even a fight. You know, they, 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 this was, this was like a, a backroom deal. I mean, I mean, tell me this, how is it that the, that the MTA that works in New York city, there was no mandates for them, maybe in the beginning, but then they got dropped because apparently they're, they're part of the state where it's like, but you're still working in the city. No, but we're not part of the state. So it's like, so COVID doesn't, it says, oh no, these are state workers. So, you know, the vaccine's not going to hit. The, it's just like, where, where does it all, where does this make sense? You know, one shot, two shots, one mask, no mask, six feet, five. It's like, so, um, and, and this is how it's going to be. Unless people grow a set and put their fears aside. And I understand, I know what it's like to be afraid, but if you don't, if you don't stand up, they're going to keep doing this. And, you know, and, and this country wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for men and women that have come before us that had to do the same thing, whether it was in combat and, you know, in politics, you know, you, you're going to have to face your fears and, and be put out there and be willing to, you know, be labeled, you know, and, and, and be called unkind things, you know, because you're not going, you know, with, with the main, you know, flow of things and you're not being, you know, but so somebody's got to do it. And I was definitely going to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. Percentage wise, it's a small percentage. The percentage of people who said no. Um, there's a, oh, yeah. I mean, compared to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is an there continues to be an anti mandate protest movement. I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. Um, you know, just that's it. I mean, you know, we sh we should uh, uh, you know exercising. If if you don't get out there, nothing nothing's going to happen. Like I said, a decision not to make a decision is a decision. So if if people are just going to stay at home and say, I hope this goes away. Um, it's not going to go away and it's going to get worse because that that's, that's the trick is they're not going to do it all at once. Cause then there would be chaos. They do a little bit at a time. So that way, you know, a year down people are like, Oh my God, how do we get from here to there in one year? It's like, because you made these little compromises along the way. And so, like I said, if, 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 if we're not active, then 
we are actively going along, you know, with them. Why do you think that's happening? You're talking about powerful entities kind of taking incremental bits of more and more power encroaching on people's rights um, mm -hmm. little by little. Why do, why do you think that's happening? Um, really, why I, I believe why um, it's happening. Um, I believe that the battles we fight, they're not of flesh and blood. Um, they're spiritual battles in nature. Um, I mean, why, right? why would somebody who has all the money, why do powerful men and women who have, who are, who are wealthy and, and have power and, you know, position and authority, why do they keep wanting more and more and more? And I think honestly, without God, men and women, I think that learning how to, you know, you know, love your neighbor, love, love your neighbor as yourself, you know, comes from, you know, first and foremost, you know, learning about God and, and learning, you know, the love that we've received, um, you know, not be so self-centered and help your fellow men, help your fellow, you know, women. So um, I think that the exact opposite happens when we don't have um, that guidance, you know, that guidance in our life. You, we're going to be driven by something. You know, for some people, it's money. For some people, it's whatever. Um, and for some other people, it, it's power and, and it's it's authority and, and it's control. People just, that just so happens to be one of the, you know, things in this life um, that that people, they, they become, you know, thirsty and hungry for is just more power, more power, more power. Why? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think that there are genuinely good men and women out there. And I really believe that there are bad men and women out there, evil people. And, and that's, and that's not far-fetched, you know, because we see that all the time, you know, you know, somebody, you know, commits a horrific crime, we would call that person evil and, you know, insane and crazy. And, uh, but you don't have to be, you know, a psychopathic murderer or, you know, a rapist or, you know, whatever to, you know, be evil that, you know, evil men and women, they, they lurk in all corners and in everywhere. Some of them wear suits, you know, right. Not, not every drug dealer is on the corner. You know, there, there, there are plenty of drug dealers. You, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. There, there's bad men and women everywhere, and you know, from you know the least of these to you know people in you know power. So, um, yeah. What would you like to see good men and women do to respond to? Um, the situation that you're describing. Well, I mean, you know, besides the obvious, just, you know, um, like, like specifically like with what? Cause I, I could talk a long time about this. You're, you're opposed to the vaccine mandates for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, how, yeah, how would yeah. you like to see, uh, good people um address that issue well i think that you gotta i think that you have to no no matter 
everybody needs accountability. Right? I can sit here and say, um, you know, I'm a good guy and, you know, I'm kind and this and that. And yeah, I'm sure at times, you know, you know, I am at times kind and, and good. And but I've also done, you know, bad things in my life and, and, and not have always you know, been good. And, you know, thank God that I've had people in my life to hold me accountable and steer me back in the right direction and tell me and correct me when I'm when I'm wrong. So everybody needs accountability. And I think that people that have, um, you know, in all sorts of places, in government, local, state, federal, um, they need to be accountable. And I think that people that have gone along with these with, with these things in the name of whatever it is, COVID, whatever, if it's directly um, had an impact on people's personal freedoms, you got you to go because this is not the country that does that. Um, and, and it's as simple as that, you know, if, if you want to, if, if you want to, you know, if, if you're for certain ideologies and certain beliefs, there are plenty of places on, on planet earth where you can go and, and live like that, but this isn't one of them. And, um, I think that good men and women should hold these people responsible and, and get them out. And I think that they, and they should they, they should have to answer. They really should. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, no, you have to believe what we believe. You believe whatever you want to believe. That's that's the great thing about this country. You can believe whatever you want to believe. But in the end of the day, this America is a light on a hill and it's it's for freedom. That's why people come here. People don't leave here. They come here. Um, so, you, you know, that's it. You know, it's if you're not for freedom, get out. Like I said, you, you, you can believe what you want to believe, sure. But you know, if if you're not for freedom, I think that you should find somewhere else to live. Especially as it relates to like like children, right? Um, some people are opposed to parents, you know, influencing their children's lives, right? They're like, oh, no, let them find their own way. Kids don't find their own way. Somebody is going to raise kids. It's either going to be the parents or somebody else, but somebody will raise that child and instill certain values or not. Um, so it's going to happen. Kids don't just, you know, poof into, you know, good, productive uh, you know, cooperative adults, they're, they're, they're molded, you know, either for good or for bad. Uh, and in the right way to go, when they, when they grow up, they won't depart from it. So the, the reason why I believe what I believe and have held on to that stuff um, is because, because of my parents. Because they took time to discipline me. And when I didn't do something right, and, you know, I got you know, a, you know, uh, some sort of discipline, you know, I might, you know, you know, have really disliked my father at that time, but like he did that cause he loved me. Cause if, if he didn't, or my mother didn't, they wouldn't care. I mean, if you don't care about something, you don't pay any attention to it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you know, love corrects love, you know, love disciplines and, and, Thank God for that. So, 
um, yeah, I think that people need to confront these people and, and absolutely hold them accountable. And I think that people who have been complicit, um, even if they haven't um, directly done something, um, you know, directly done something, if, if they've been complicit and not spoken up, I believe, you know, what I would say to that person is, you know, you might want to examine, um, you know, yourself and, and reflect because we only have what we have um, because men and women are willing to sacrifice and die and, and not think of themselves. So this is, if, if we don't have that, we don't have anything. So this goes way beyond the fire department, way beyond New York City. This is, this is an idea. This is, this is love. That's, um, and it's the truth. Before, before I let you go, I want to ask you if there's anything that I haven't brought up that you want to get across about this issue, about what's happened in your case, um, about what you would like people to know about it and how you would like people to respond to it. Is there anything I haven't, we haven't talked about that you think is important? No, I would honestly just, you know, I appreciate, you know, the, the, the conversation and, you know, being able to go into, you know, details and, um, but it's as simple as this. Um, there's a vaccine mandate, right? Um, and it doesn't hold any water. You still get, you can still get and transmit COVID. So that says it all. If, if this fact, if this shot really worked and you couldn't get it, I would, I would understand, but that's not it. <laughs> and I think, I think sometimes we stumble over simplicity. And it's really as simple as that. There's a mandate. Um, there should not be one because it doesn't work, and it doesn't do anything. It's just it's an it, it's it's a it's a tool and a vessel used for control and fear. This was never about healthcare, um, as far as having mandates. So I'm not against the shot. I'm not against, you know. COVID, I'm, I'm against mandate. I'm against the mandate and the employees, every city employee that was fired um, should be reinstated. Everybody that's on leave without pay should be placed back on payroll. Um, they should be compensated for the title. There's no reason, that's the thing. There's no reason to have the mandate. It doesn't work. You can still get COVID if you're vaccinated, vaccinated and boosted. It doesn't, pre it doesn't prevent anything. So. It's as simple as that. Well, listen, I want to really thank you um, for talking with me about this. We, <laughs> we had a little bit of a connection problem, so I'm probably going to have to do some little technical edits. But um, but I think it's still, um, I'm really glad that we were able to talk. And, um, and I hope that you'll let me know down the line how things work out for you. Um, you know, as we see the legal cases develop and um, where that leaves you, I hope that we'll be back in touch and um, I, I can get an update <clears throat> so people can understand how this goes for you, you know, long term. And I hope it, I hope it all ends well. Yeah, thank you, Amy. Thanks for having me on. And uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you.